You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. And today's episode is, I guess, based around photography. Um, If you've been following us on social media, you'll know that uh, Bedford's camera in Oklahoma City are fantastic to me. They give me uh, far more than I deserve. Uh, they've doing, done a great job. And also Photocon's coming up. So if you want to go to Photocon and hear a lot of awesome speakers, self-plug, I guess I'm speaking, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but, you know, a lot of awesome speakers, a lot of reps coming in, and that's all you'll need to, to see if your photography needs. Uh, reach out to Bedford's and this at Bedford's OKC on Instagram. And then I believe photocon okc as well Uh, i'll put the links below but today's topic again around photography i am with rob ferguson who is the in-house photographer for the chesapeake arena yeah how you doing today doing well thanks for coming on this is uh as someone who like you know grew up playing golf and kind of had a camera in his hand for a little bit uh just like you know the whole love of just seeing golf photography and and mm-hmm. you know the amazing photographers that were getty images and and right. capture all these amazing shots and as te- technology's got better and better the shots have got even better but um i guess in-house you cover a lot of things a lot of events everything from uh, monster trucks to uh, the, some of the top artists uh, yeah you know post malone or whoever it may be uh, yeah. coming through so it's it's a it's a wide variety it keeps me on my toes uh, i enjoy it yeah. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Right, and I'm sure like the schedule is pretty busy. It stays pretty busy, and um, uh, Chesapeake is is really pushing to get more and more uh, big names and artists in. Uh, definitely check them out. Uh, mm-hmm. They always announce, and uh, the group that's uh, here now is. Uh, very forward looking and, and really wanting to bring in some of those top tier events. Yeah. And I think you probably, those who follow the arena have seen some of those acts coming up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even when I guess, uh, when we had, you know, mutual friend of ours, we had Stacy on the podcast who, who works at Scissors Hill Park and, and was it through the arena before that? She said like her best week was when Garth and Paul McCartney came like back to back. Yeah, that was uh, like amazing. Unreal, isn't it? You know? Um, <laughs> So where does, I guess, the love of photography come from? Well, um, really started uh, in sixth grade. Uh, I had a, a course, I guess, they, they brought in a gentleman who taught us how to do pinhole photography. So mm-hmm. we all brought coffee cans from home and, and learned how to poke a hole in it and go out and, and do, you know, just basic exposure development and all that kind of stuff. And uh uh, I ended up staying at school every day the entire month that gentleman was there just learning as much as I mm-hmm. possibly could about uh, about photography. And uh, he was awesome because he was uh, that mentor and really worked with us kids that were mm-hmm. interested and uh, gave us things to get started. My folks uh, allowed me to put a dark room in the laundry room and help me get started with that. And, yeah. uh, I just, from that point on, I spent countless hours just uh, covering up a, a little hole in a can of coffee and wandering out to where <laughs> I wanted to take my photo, holding my breath and holding the camera still, the coffee can yeah. still for so long. Went back, developed it, said, oh, I overexposed, I underexposed, rinse, repeat, and did that over. So I, I really got a, a good core understanding of, of just exposure okay. and, you know, how things work. And, and that's really when it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Was that uh, sixth grade in Oklahoma City? Uh, yeah, at Ed, Edmond. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, public school. Yeah. So uh, I had just moved. Uh, my dad was in a business where we moved around a lot, mm-hmm. but we finally settled in Edmond. And uh, that sixth grade year was just pivotal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess as technology has progressed, you just naturally take into everything. And naturally things, have, I assume, got easier. <laughs> Unless, well, yes doesn't take no. as much time, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, there's something to be said for simplicity. And mm-hmm. I still try to keep that in mind. Um, I still shoot everything manual. Um, I don't throw it in P for professional as yeah. we would like to do. <laughs> um, and, um, but the, the tools have allowed us to do things, um, more rapidly. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose you could uh, say like, uh, metering, um, you can always eyeball things and that's where I learned it from carrying a coffee can around is, mm-hmm. is how to self meter. Uh, but now the cameras will meter. You don't have to have a light meter. You know, there's just certain things like that, that are just nice tools to have. Yeah. And sometimes you forget even are using them. Yeah. Uh, so drew from like a young age and being with cameras, was it naturally drawn to kind of sports photography or was it just all kind of things? And you just, through trial and error, found sports. Well, yeah, through trial and error, found sports. Um, uh, sports kind of came about in a weird way for me. Um, of course, uh, uh, school and uh, kids and, you know, just the, the natural evolution of that early adulthood mm-hmm. uh, really kind of put photography on the back uh, burner for me. Uh, when I started picking it up again, I was fortunate to know the team photographer for uh, the Onkelmacy Redhawks at the mm-hmm. time, now the Dodgers. Um, and um, through broadcasting, I knew Jim Byers, who was a play-by-play guy and just happened to get lucky uh, one day when yeah. he goes, you, you have a decent camera right i'm like yeah he goes our, our photographer's gonna be out for a while can you come fill in and that's where it started and yeah. uh so uh from that point on i i just kind of became the uh hanger on team photographer for right. a while uh there uh then the barons came to town uh saw that as an opportunity started shooting for them mm-hmm. Uh, during that time, met uh, Mark Smith from USA Today Sports, and they were looking for another gentleman to, or woman or whoever, just somebody to yeah. come in and, and fill in uh, for uh, some OSU uh, coverage. And then it just kind of continued to snowball from there. And I make that uh, compressed timeline, but that was over the course of 10 to 12 years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, like you said, there was a gap where you didn't really have, a, you know, mm-hmm. life took over and you didn't really have focus on photography was that kind of like school years and going to university and not necessarily going to university for photography absolutely yeah no 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 yeah. um, my uh, degree was in criminal justice oh wow <laughs> i wanted to be a cop i yeah. actually never did finish that degree um, yeah i uh, was fortunate enough to be hired on at a tech company um when the really prior to the birth of the commercial internet yeah, uh, because that's where they wanted to go. And I had some experience with that and um, I just kind of took off down a, a completely different path, but computers didn't yeah. yell or shoot at me. So I figured I might <laughs> as well go down that, that road. So. Yeah. So do you think like, I guess the, like being drawn to, to photography early and drawn to the technology of photography kind of mm-hmm. pushed you into the tech side of just computers and that fascination as well? I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it helped. Um, and of course, just, you know, friendships mm-hmm. that I've made. Um, I, 
you know, uh, the stereotypical uh, nerd, I guess, if you will, uh, yeah. band geek and uh, had all those friends that were very tech savvy and just kind of clung on and yeah. uh, had my own bulletin board back in the day with, you know, a 2400 baud modem. And, you know, just it it just lent itself yeah. to just that part of me. Right. Uh, it People sometimes it's hard for them to reconcile that I have a very, very technical side, but then I also have a very, very artsy side. And those, those two uh, balance and keep me even, I guess. Yeah. Cause yeah. otherwise it could be like down a dark hole of oh, either yeah. one. Right. 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 You know, I've got friends who uh, program and uh, we just make jokes about throwing a live chicken in their dark <laughs> hole every so often to make sure they're fed and let them keep going. You know, so <laughs> No, it's funny. Uh, so what, I guess, what was that first day? Like when you, you know, would just, yeah, like, yeah, I can, I'll, I'll come down to the Red Hawks and shoot some, you know, shoot some. It was baseball. just really, um, happen chance it yeah. just kind of happened and um after i looked at the images i was like well, that's kind of cool you know it was it was different enough from uh-huh. from just the creative stuff that i had done intermittently through then or th- up to, until then um and there was something poetic about it in a way even though it's it's baseball it's slow you know and all that kind of stuff but it had a rhythm and a cadence to it mm-hmm. and you had to be kind of in tune to how it was it was going on so uh as you attended more and more games mm-hmm. you started understanding okay this hitter likes to do this in these situations and and then you could start getting those shots that other people just would otherwise miss because right. you're anticipating what's gonna happen and um and once i started thinking well that's kind of cool and i had a knack for it um i always loved ice hockey when i was a kid my dad introduced it to me when i was young and when the uh ownership uh, the red hawks took on the management of the uh the barons Mm -hmm. the new ahl team in the city um i just kind of dovetailed my way into there actually and that's when it really really hit um and the pace of the game, the excitement, the the speed, um, and then getting those those critical moments uh, right. really kind of drove me to where where I am today. Yeah, because yeah. I guess of all the sports that you could shoot, ice hockey's probably the quickest, and you with so many people in such a confined space. Yeah, it is, and then uh, from the areas that you shoot, the uh, referees like to stand in your way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, because obviously you're not in, you know, you're on the ice yeah, and right. you're behind the glass. You're I assume. off in the corners or yeah. up top. Um, you know, th- that's the other thing. Um, you know, dynamic wise, it you make the game larger than life if you're at ice level, and the lower you can get, yeah. it makes the players look larger. Uh, so my shooting position, I didn't really like to go up to get the clean shots because it was just nothing but white and a couple yeah. little guys out on the ice. You know. Yeah. Um, so, but that trial and error and, and messing around over those five years um, while they were here really, really accelerated my game. Yeah. Uh, but so yes, you're ice on, hockey is fast. You're on the, on, I guess, a, you know, bottom floor, basically just shooting through the glass and, mm-hmm. and working your way. You can pretty much walk anywhere you want. Kind pretty of. much. You got to stay out of the fans' way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, you get into the hazard zones of everybody on the class with their beers and a good hit right. and then they go flying. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you know, alongside that is I developed a lot of friendships with a lot of uh, the fans that were, you know, in those areas gotcha. that I shot. And, uh, if there's one thing I miss about hockey being gone, it's, it's those relationships. The fan interactions the fans. as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh yeah. yeah. Cause I, I remember going to a couple of games while I was in university and, 
ice hockey is not really big back home. I think my home city has a team, but and the UK has a league, but it's not mm-hmm. nowhere near what it is here. Um, but yeah, I, I went to a game here and then I, I was invited. I went to a Dallas Stars game. Oh yeah, and for probably the first five minutes, they didn't know where the puck was. It was so fast. <laughs> like, what? What is going on? Why was there a whistle? Yeah, like well, it's, this is insane. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it is, you know, I, like my I guess when I think of ice hockey, I think of Mighty Ducks. Like that's my era of watching movies and growing <laughs> right. up and watching, uh, you know, Mighty Ducks. So great movies. It is. Uh, so I guess naturally, you, you know, you transition from there and the opportunity comes to go across the road to, to Chesapeake. Yeah. So one of the, the benefits of being at the arena, um, well, at the Cox Convention Center mm-hmm. where the, the Barons played is uh, interaction with arena staff. Um, the marketing department at that time uh, was right adjacent to the uh, player's locker room. Uh Um, uh, They would need imagery, and instead of sending their guy, they would just reach out to the team, and I would provide the imagery of the games Mm -hmm. um, so that way they could help promote it on their uh, media platforms. Um, And during that time, I got to to know Ryan and Tim and Stacy and Mm -hmm. some of those, the OGs of the the day, and the, the gentleman who was doing all the concerts and events and things like that uh, just uh, decided he was kind of done and yeah. wanted to retire. And uh, they asked if I could provide some coverage and um, the rest is history. Yeah. I just and you're like, well, this is like a great opportunity. Oh, it's incredible. You know? Yeah. Like of all the people that come through. And to think I thought, eh. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. And then I covered that very first concert uh, for them. Um And I was hooked. Yeah. Uh, And the concerts uh, are a whole different level from sports. Sports, you can anticipate. You Mm -hmm. can do all that. Concerts, every every concert, while it has a similarity, they're all different. Mm -hmm. Lighting's different. Uh, The the artist, where they allow you to shoot from, you know, from front of house or in the pit, you know, so your shooting locations always adjusted or changed. And, uh, uh, the, the lighting aspect of it is, and you've got to be extraordinarily fast and on your toes to recognize, Oh, the lighting's changed and just roll that dial and, uh, and hope you got it right. Yeah. (laughs) Who was that first concert? Um, well, honestly, I don't remember the very, very first one, but I remember the first one that hooked me and yeah. that was a uh, five finger death punch okay. and Volbeat yeah. <laughs> were together. Um, and the, well, and there was a hockey game going on at the same time. So I was shooting the hockey game and then between the first and second, uh, inter, or the first intermission, I ran over, shot the opening act at Chesapeake, came back, yeah, you know, shot, which was a, a weird. That's hilarious. Mix. It's just yeah. running across the road. I was <laughs> just running back and forth between the arenas, yeah. and uh, in completely different, you know, oh, yeah. circumstances as far as or, or uh, conditions, conditions for shooting. Yeah, yeah. and um, but those images that I that that I captured were just uh, really cool to me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's always that side. And I think everybody who does photography that takes it seriously uh, or has any kind of artistic ability mm-hmm. or maybe anything that you do, if, if you love it and you really want to do good at it, it's never good enough. So yeah. I constantly beat myself up over some of the images that I take. And, yeah. uh, I think that's what drives me to get better. And that's the one that I remember going, oh, 
this is great, but if I was I've just almost got it. Uh, yeah. If I was just a half a second ahead or behind, it would have been this with the sweep of the light. Okay. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh that's why I remember that yeah. one so well. Mm-hmm. And with the conditions changing so much, and I guess I, I didn't know that the act dictates where you can shoot from. Absolutely. So, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Um, you know, most people are familiar with uh, writers, you know, uh, those stories of artists wanting only green M&Ms in their yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, well, also the, the management uh, has specifications as far as uh, where the stage will be positioned, where the, uh, the mix or mm-hmm. the sound area will be. Um, very detailed, um, you know, 150 feet from corner to corner here and, and drawings yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, during load in, they make sure that they have all that. And then the management team comes in and, and uh, they have some have incredibly strict photo releases. Others don't mm-hmm. care. They're like, yeah, do whatever you want with them. Yeah. Um, it's there's really no rhyme or reason to it. I, I can't explain it. There's been yeah. acts that I thought, oh, well, I'll just go in and shoot. Probably won't have any restrictions. And then I get there and I've got a, a list of, you know, 10 things that I can't do. And I yeah. stay here and I'll be escorted by a representative and they'll tell me when and when I can't shoot and uh, and things like that. So yeah. it, it's... <sighs> it's a whole nother layer to the onion or that you got to peel back when you're shooting. So not only do you have all the shooting things that you got to remember and keep, and then make sure that you have lenses that will cover whatever situation may arise. Mm -hmm. You'll show up at the arena expecting one thing and then another happens. Yeah. Um, Kind of jumping all over into little pieces, but, um, yeah, it, it's a it, lot more that goes into it rather than just showing up, absolutely. sitting in the sitting in the bullpit and yeah. just like you know, my friends are always like, "Wow, you must have just such." Uh, it's that's yeah. great. It's so cool. You're having a blast. I'm like, I'm working. My yeah, butt I don't off, remember guys. what just happened. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's yeah. There's downtime and there's time to relax, but um, yeah, uh, it, it's 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 all dictated by. Uh, yeah, really the management um, and the shooting positions typically are uh, from from the back back of house, which is counterintuitive to most people. That's the pit that's um, right. at the stage uh, front of house is the uh, mix, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's you think it'd be flipped. completely the other way around. Yeah. And and those who've done stagecraft and all that would completely totally understand, understand because yeah. stage left and stage right, downstage, upstage, you know, it just, it's not mm-hmm. really intuitive unless you're at the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, lens choice becomes an issue. If, yeah. if you're at back of house or in the pit, um, you're shorter to medium range zooms are perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm down there, I like to carry three cameras. I like to carry a very wide, a medium and a, a 70 to 200 telephoto. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then that way I can cover most of the situations and kind of just roam around in the little area that I'm given and, uh, and make, three unique looks, uh, from, from each out. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the mix, that's a different story. The, the, the images, the further away become less dynamic, a little more flat. Uh, a lot of other things get in the way. You can't really isolate your sure. artist as well. Um, so over time I've learned how to kind of uh, be a little tricky with mm-hmm. it and wait for my time when an artist moves into an area that I know I've got a good clean background with just lights and not a drumstick sticking out of the back of his head or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Or someone's so. fan holding their hand, they're holding their phone up. Right. Oh, oh man. <laughs> if that's one that's piece a of advice. That's the worst nightmare. Oh, I, it, that, I, you, yeah, you brought up not necessarily a pet peeve, but just something that's frustrating yeah. for me. Um, I'm there working the show, so I don't really always remember what happened because it's moving at me so fast. Yeah. I'm not, I may sing along if I really know the song or something like that, but I don't really know what I'm. You can't take it all in. Right. I can't yeah. take it all in. And I, I think that with your cell phone, if you're a fan, just it, go in and enjoy the experience. Soak it in. When yeah. you have that phone in your hand, you're not, you're not engaged in the, the show. So take it out, prove that you're there, post it for your friends and say, ha ha, you yeah. know, and all that kind of stuff. And then put it away because that cell phone video sucks and the audio that you get from it sucks. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, it doesn't do any good. And the chances of you getting the artist falling off the stage and being viral and stuff are slim to none. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you'll still have the, uh, the mm-hmm. great thing to say, I was there when they fell off the yeah. stage. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm guilty of it too. I think we all mm-hmm. are, right? You know, some of us go, especially younger generation, we go to shows and and I don't think, I don't think I've ever been close enough like to really like, I a couple of times, and but I've never, like when I've had my phone out, I'm usually like quite far back. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you get back, in the sky. You've got this <laughs> like, great view and, and yeah. what it's going to be in your head and you look at it and you go, um, ah, great. Yeah. Uh, well, that was yeah, worth it. I'm not going to yeah. share those. And me being tall as well, I can definitely help behind me people get irritated. But I usually just kind of hold it under my chin kind of thing, uh-huh. to my, close to my body. So, But yeah, I think we're all, I'm definitely guilty of it for sure. And I know it's a pet peeve because I have friends who are wedding photographers that uh-huh. just like announce as soon as, you know, if you're at a wedding and a photographer announces, put your phones away. There's a they good reason it for too. it. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so um, I guess what you know carry three cameras a bunch of you know mm-hmm. three different lenses uh is the that, that's kind of like your camera kit taking to each event uh pretty much sports yeah. is a little different uh sports for football for the first half i tend to to carry between two and three mm-hmm. it, it just kind of depends on what the game is needing yeah. if it's uh you know uh, a d2 type team playing you know, early in the season, right. and we're just trying to get a lot of imagery to build up for the season. You know, I, sure. I, it's just catch and catch can. I just grab what I, what I know I need and, yeah. and go for concerts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to, to bring three cameras, uh, if I'm down in the, um, in the pit area, if I'm in the back, really two cameras is about yeah. it, uh, medium wide. So I can get the, the, the whole of the arena with all the lights mm-hmm. and the, the fans holding their cell phones yeah. everywhere and uh, and then be able to zoom in and, and get that. And that'll yeah. be anywhere from um, a 500 millimeter, 400 millimeter uh, lens to get in as tight as possible right. because you at some points are shooting literally a football field away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone, I guess, that when you went to see you like I kind of have to focus to do my job because I really like this band oh man well um you know I would say for me and and I I believe it's just hindsight looking back Mm -hmm. how fortunate I was to shoot the opening night of Tom Petty's last tour at the time, we didn't know it was that. Sure. It was just his 40th anniversary tour. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Walsh was there, and it was just they had had uh, the arena for several days prior. Mm-hmm 
practicing to open the show and it was all new uh so there there wasn't that way to cheat sometimes I'd, i'll get on and i'll look for uh images from where you know the past three sure. or four cities to kind of get an idea of what the lighting's going to be but even that changes because of of size mm-hmm. and venues and things like that but uh, yeah, to get back to the question, that probably was one of the more special nights and the one that I was probably gripping the camera just a little bit tighter um, with just because I, you know, being in my late 40s, Tom Petty was literally the soundtrack of my youth. Yeah. Uh, and so it was kind of one of those, this is awesome. I'm standing five feet away from Tom Petty. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes I get a little starstruck like that. But you know, uh, over the time and, and being able to meet some of the artists and things like that, um, with, you know, whatever it is that we need to do prior to the Mm -hmm. show or after or during, um, I, you know, find myself in circumstances where I actually get to, to meet the artist and, uh, they're just people too. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of fun, you know, being able to engage with them and, I've learned over time, don't, don't fan out over them. They get that enough, they get right? That all the time. Yeah, they respect professionalism. A- absolutely. And so you, you can make it an easy conversation if you don't jump right into that. Um, yeah. Will I, you sign my camera? <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, a, that's a definitely a big no-no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, the, the way I look at it, the piece that I get to take away isn't you know, an autograph. Mm -hmm. It's the photos of something that happened one time, one place, one moment. Yeah. And that's all it'll ever be. Um, there's something cool about that. Definitely. Especially when you've taken that photo. Right. And, uh, so when I get to share those photos or, or whatever, and I hear reactions and, you know, I remember that, or I saw that, that that's one takeaway from the artists I I enjoy. The second is if I get to meet them and talk to them, uh, Ross Valeroy is the bassist for, uh, uh, journey. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were backstage waiting to take a photo with uh, the guys and he came out incredibly early. I guess he didn't get the memo about the time. And, and it was really nice. I got to sit and talk to him and, and we just, talked about everything other than the fact that he's the bassist for one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I hold on to that. You know, it's, it's really cool. I've had, I, I had to, a shared experience with somebody that I looked up to when I was, yeah. Young. And, uh, you know, it's just moments like that that are really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Is there any moments that I guess, cause I'm sure there's a lot of events that you just, you have to cover, but it's nothing that you really, that you're really interested <laughs> in. Right. Right. Is there any that have like really surprised you or acts that have just been like, whoa, they were so really good? Yeah. Um, for me, you know, Oklahoma, you would think that country music would just do it for me. I'm not, I'm not, not a fan, but I don't follow it. So when country music acts come through, I'm not really familiar. Sure. Um, which, you know, my friends, they're like, what? You're shooting this person? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea who he is. But, you know, I'll pull up their music and listen to it. So I kind of get accustomed. And mm-hmm. and um, so I would say for me, country music is kind of that way. Um, some of the acts that I've seen, uh, Garth Brooks is an four entertainer. Shows, was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Four or five shows. Um, luckily I only have to cover one. That's great. Because, cause, cause yeah. I was at the one that went to like three in the morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was glad not to be yeah. there for that. Um, he's just a, an all around entertainer. I mean, 
the, the guy has found that formula and it works and he'll do mm-hmm. it over and over and over. Um, so that was kind of fun to watch him. Uh, uh, Casey Musgraves, mm-hmm. uh, she was incredible. Uh, to me, the thing that I love is watching those acts come through because they expose how talented they are in a live venue. Right. And so there are those acts and I'm not going to say who or anything like that, that, that you're up right at the front of the stage and you're hearing what's playing back to them over their, you know, uh, yeah. monitors. And you're just like, ow, this yeah. is painful. You're like really this person, this, oh, yeah. what this is, this is ruining they it. Just for like me. cash yeah. in a check and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's the artist that, just can flat sing. And I, I remember, uh, Casey so well because she just had this, this presence. I'd never heard of her before. And, uh, she got up there and her voice was just, uh, blew me away. Yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, this is live. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I kind of had to, to stop and take it in a little bit. It was, it was really impressive, but yeah. you know, there's, that's just one that comes to my mind. There's, you know, I could probably spend all day telling you, well, this artist was this way and this one was sure. this way. Uh, but uh, those are some of the yeah. ones. Well, and then going completely the other side of the spectrum, right? we recently had the PBR in town mm-hmm. and then even the monster trucks as well. Right. Is there anything else that's really crazy? Like I say really crazy. That's completely different to just concerts. Well, yeah. So outside uh, of those two PBR uh, is a fascinating event. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never really thought I would enjoy bull riding and I can't say I do or I don't. I find it fascinating just because there's guys that are willing to sit on top of these thousand pound animals that, that are seriously them. pissed off as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and they, they piss them off before they send them out. Yeah. Uh, I uh, was fortunate enough to, to uh, photograph from the shoot. Uh, one night and it was mm-hmm. funny watching all these cowboys see this you know nerdy photographer walk up and they're like this guy's green he doesn't know what he's doing i didn't clue into that and i'm down there sticking my wide angle lens into the cage where the bull and the or the rider yeah. got some incredible imagery you know just up close and personal you can practically smell the photos yeah you know? and uh and i'm like okay i'm gonna just sit here well right before the shoot opened everybody around me just disappeared they just vanished in the background. And I'm like, what am I missing? And as that bull went out, I got covered with snot, yeah. with drool, with dirt, with whatever else may have been lifted up out of that cage, just covered me head to toe. Yeah. And then you just hear them laughing in the background. That was the first and last time I made that mistake. <laughs> but I will say the images that came from that were incredible well, so sometimes that. you just have to pay the price i guess sure <laughs> um so that that bull riding was kind of fascinating monster trucks oh wow i have shot them they're incredibly loud but Very. the kids dig it i mean they just they go nuts yeah. and it is pretty amazing um i i really can't think of anything that i've just sat down and said why am i here you yeah. know uh, everything that that comes to the arena appeals to a certain set or a wide set of people mm-hmm. and they're there to have a good time. And so I should, I should 
give the imagery sure. that perspective. So I try to take that on when I go mm-hmm. and, and photograph. And you mentioned like the kids loving, you know, the, the monster trucks. Do you take a lot of fan interaction photos as well, just to kind of build the scene? Yeah, I, I really try. Sometimes, uh, you know, for concerts, it's very difficult sure. because it's dark. Um, you shoot but, the front row and that's about it. Yeah, you're shooting front row. Now when you're in the back and you get those light sweeps that come up and kind of illuminate the mm-hmm. crowd, um, those are awesome they're just hard to get um so i've over the years tried to make that a priority yeah but telling the story of the event is definitely something you you try to do whether it's uh shooting a football game getting the you know everything from the cheerleaders to the fans Mm -hmm. you know one of the things i like to find is uh you know, a few years ago, the popular thing was a surrender cobra, where that's where they put their hands on the back of their head and defeat and kind of make a cobra <laughs> head. Yeah. You know, I know you can't see that, but yeah. yeah. Some people know what I'm talking yeah. about. That's just kind of a, a deal that I look for. So okay. when, when things are going just absolutely south for the, the home team, I try to find that person that just. Someone looks, crying or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. And. Uh, part of the hazard of that is you get these people in these situations that are extraordinarily happy or Mm -hmm. extraordinarily just, they want to jump off the roof of the arena. Um, you catch them at at those moments and they get published and then they become memes and then you feel awful because you you took a picture of this poor person (laughs) in their moment of despair where their hearts tied to that team. And, and you grab that photo, not necessarily for the arena, but for my USA today sports side. And, uh, I, I, I've done some of those things before and I'm just like, Oh, this is, this yeah. is a nightmare for me, but I can't control once sure. they're out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad my watermark to... is not on this photo. Right yeah. Now. Right? yeah it, it gets, uh, it gets chewed up and saved many, many times. And yeah. by the end of it, nobody knows it's mine sure. except for me and my horror that. Yeah. <laughs> with, that I guess with the USA today sports stuff, is it mostly just Oklahoma sports? Yeah. Uh, every so often, uh, we'll need to provide coverage coverage, um, outside the, mm-hmm. the state. But, um, for me primarily, uh, it can be anything from thunder basketball to OSU basketball, to football, to OU basketball, to mm-hmm. Tulsa university, you know, just around. Yeah. And, um, and so really it's just wherever my editors think I need to be and sure. need coverage, I'll go. And, and with the football, I assume you have a lot more freedom of place where you can go. You would think. But not necessarily. Really? Yeah. Um, there are photo positions. Uh, so every time you're, uh, you go to shoot, like, for instance, an OSU game, uh, you get there prior to the game so you can get set up. You have to go sign mm-hmm. in, take a vest that has a number so they can identify you in sure. case you decide to go running across the field at an inopportune you know, moment. They can I know exactly es- who you are. escort you out. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, they give you a, a piece of paper with shooting locations uh, because the spirit squads take up certain areas and they don't obviously want a bunch sure. of those camera guys stuck in between uh, Pistol Pete firing off a yeah. shotgun. Or bullets running out like of the gate. Cannon, yeah, or yeah. the players running out or whatever it may be. The sidelines are extraordinarily tight um, in Stillwater, uh, so that kind of restricts a little bit. Um, some other venues that I've shot have uh, very wide bursts and they're a Much little bit easier, more forgiving. Yeah. Um, but no matter where you go, what arena it is, what act it is, what sport it is, there's always rules that photographers must adhere to. Um, 
and I see a lot of the, the new kids coming in and, yeah. and, uh, they're kind of under that ask for forgiveness, uh, kind of deal. And that hasn't worked out so well for some of them. Uh, so I just try to make sure that I keep all those things in the back right. of my mind. Cause I'm sure it's a, I mean, it's a very privileged position to be in. And I'm sure the number of photographers isn't very big. Not, not in the, the realm that I've been able to attain. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a tight knit group. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, and one photographer can ruin it for all photographers. Sure. And I can think of two situations in the past 10 years that have, have done that. Uh, one was, uh, Beyonce in the Super Bowl. A photographer decided to uh, transmit a very unflattering photo. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, from that point forward, there was kind of this backlash against photographers. And so for me, (laughs) there's times that I've got what I consider probably a golden image that would get me all sorts of notoriety. Right. But I can't. I just can't do it. Morally, I, it's not a good thing to it's do. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I pull it, I pull the reins back and say, no, that's not going to do it. Sure. And it just kind of goes off into my archives and is hidden away until yeah. I run across it again and go, man, I probably should have sent that. No. <laughs> it's cool to show your friends and that's um, about it. And then Garth Brooks, for instance, um, his act, his opening, he wears the exact same shirt, wears the same belt buckle, same hat, same guitar, walks the exact same path on the stage, does the exact same thing during the the allotted time that photographers are allowed to shoot. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And if, if I could put my photo next, it's almost like the, uh, Coca-Cola taste chest challenge. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. just going to put a whole bunch of them out there and everybody's going to go, Oh yeah, it all tastes like soda. Yeah. <laughs> These images all look the same. Uh, but, I can sell and license and do whatever sure. I want because he doesn't have a, a deal. Um, but that's born out of a photographer selling his photos to an unauthorized uh, publication yeah. or book about him. And uh, he just said, that's it. I'm yeah. just going to give him this. I won't restrict him, but they're going to be restricted to this. To that this, doesn't yeah. mean that I don't love the guy. I think he's sure, incredible. But, it, yeah. but I, I completely understand. There's so much it more that goes into it. And I appreciate it. it. Yeah. 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 On his like, professionalism to just routinely do that every single time like that takes a lot of hard work oh my gosh regardless if someone's taking a photo of him or not yeah absolutely and and i guess you know shooting these events everything from athletes to to musical acts to bull riders you come to understand and appreciate that every single one of those mechanisms that they found to to support themselves Mm -hmm. they are absolute professionals they wouldn't be where they're at if they didn't put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. And uh, it's, it's kind of fascinating to watch. Everybody has their own method for getting to that point and, yeah. and handling it and doing things. And it's pretty fascinating. But, yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's an underappreciated thing. I think people just come to expect that when they go to the concert, they're going to see a great concert. Yeah. My goodness, that comes with just... I so much pressure. Oh, my gosh. Singing the same songs over and over again, too. Oh. I, yeah, I just can't even imagine that. <laughs> yeah, especially for Garth Brooks doing four shows in, in what, two days, five shows, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I think uh, if that moniker is true, like you're, uh, if you go to hell, that, that the hell is what you... Would have been, I guess, the been. person you yeah, could have been, yeah. 
you know, just over and over, infinite loop of yeah. the same thing. <laughs> that would probably be some of these singers' worst nightmare. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, you've got to perform your hit song from here until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without stopping. Right. Uh, that would that would be complete hell. Wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, what I guess is there any moments that um, that I guess in sports stand out to you that you were there for? Um, you know, I guess it playoffs or, you know, uh, you know, national championship, not national championship, but conference games, stuff like right. that. Things Moments that, that you were like actually a bit of a fan about rather than taking ooh, photos. You know, early on, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so baseball, I remember a no hitter. Those are so incredibly rare out of the years that I shot yeah. baseball. I saw two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, it was a that I think was probably one of the most special ones. Luis Mendoza was the pitcher. Uh, he went on to Kansas City and some other teams at the time. He was with the Rangers organization, mm-hmm. but the accomplishment that that the, his his teammates and everybody it was just an amazing thing to be a part of yeah. and be able to go in when they won uh you know divisional titles and things like that and the locker rooms covered with plastic and they're all in there dousing themselves with various ski masks and champagne uh, yeah. or whatever it is yeah and i'm meanwhile got you know garbage sacks over me and my cameras trying to hopefully protect them from yeah. the melee that's happening it, so you were in the locker room as well uh, post game, so yeah. you know, there's times where we're allowed and not, sure. um, and uh, you know, and that that's a whole other layer of respect, and you can push. Yeah, the you're so really far, in their personal space when yeah, you're in the locker room, and you you're a guest in their house. And, yeah, uh, so you want to do a, a sure. good job. But on the flip side, oh, and and Mendoza, um, his uh, parents. Uh, were there for that, which was even more special. Yeah. And I got a picture of, of them, uh, enjoying the moment. And, um, uh, anyway, and, do you get tips so, for that stuff as well? Just like, Hey, mom and dad's in the, in the stands. I've, they're sitting right here. You should probably get some photos. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Um, uh, there are times that, that there's special guests around and sometimes it's appropriate to take pictures. Other times they're trying to be incognito yeah. and you just should pretend that they don't exist. Sure. Um, for that it was, yeah, it was like that. Like, uh, uh Nolan Ryan came to a, a game to scout mm-hmm. out, but he never announced when he would show up to, to scout some of these kids. And, uh, he looked like a, a Gortman's fisherman or something, you know, yeah. he had on this big floppy hat, sunglasses, a little bitty notebook and just sat off in the corner. And, you know, here there's thousands of fans around and nobody knows Nolan Ryan sitting right there. Uh, that is one time that I did grab a ball from uh, the, yeah. the clubhouse and, and sat down next to him. And I said, I know who you are. Do I'm not going to say anything. And I yeah. said, I'm not going to say anything. I even left my cameras away. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot more lax back then. And, and anyway, he did autograph uh, yeah. a baseball. And then there's times that, that you get to meet people that are completely extraneous to the event uh, that are there as guests. Sure. Um, so Peter Mayhew from uh, Star Wars Chewbacca yeah. uh, came out to the ballpark for Star Wars night and threw out the first pitch. And it was really cool getting to meet freaking Chewbacca. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so I, before the game, there were, 
you kind of take your cues from management. Yeah. And so management was down there taking photos with them and having a great time. And I was like, you know what? I handed a buddy a cell phone and said, get one of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess here. that's the right thing to do. And it? it's like, yeah. I mean, you never want to be that first person oh, no. ever. Never, Cause never. like, you know, there's, there's a lot of consequences that come from that being that, Absolutely. you know, that complete fanboy, I guess that goes up and whoever uh, it is. Exactly. And, yeah. And I've kind of learned over time. You just kind of back away, but yeah, I don't regret that one. Definitely. <laughs> Especially like growing Growing up in that era and like the, you know, when Star Wars came out and like the, you know, the, I mean, yeah. I, I've watched four, five and six, right? Because uh-huh. that's when they, you know, they came out first and just like, that was me growing up as well. Like oh, you know, my dad loved it and like, this is, why, why would you not, you know? I know. Yeah. I that's remember so going cool. with my dad, my grandfather yeah. to that, you know, uh, A New Hope. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't figure out what it was that Darth Vader was looking for. I think I was five years sure. old at the time and, but man, if it wasn't cool. Yeah. I just, yeah. I remember watching on VHS and just being like, this is, you know, people listening now be like, what the hell is VHS? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. One day you may find out it's probably in a museum. Yeah. Uh, is there any photos? And this is going to be a tough question for you because mm-hmm. I know just speaking to you for, you know, 45 minutes that you, you're just a perfectionist, but is there any photo that you have that you just like, if you could show somebody one photo of your work, this is the wow. one that I would like. This wow. is my moment. This is this is the one that I took that that really was. Yeah, I would have to kind of separate it out into parts of my life. Sure. Uh, because the older we get and and move through, it's almost like different lifetimes in your own lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, one image that that I. I love and I carry to this day was I had a trip when I was a junior in high school and I got to go to Washington, D.C. and New York and all that kind of stuff. And it was a snowy day at the uh, Arlington National Park or mm-hmm. Memorial. And they I wanted to go see the changing of the guard. And I just had a little 110 crappy camera. But I clicked a moment yeah. with it during that change and with the snowfall and it was just beautiful. And, and to me, and, and that one, I got a lot of accolades when I was young for, so, you know, my parents were like, wow, you really should submit that to somebody. That's yeah. really awesome. And, and, uh, now I look back on it and I'm like, well, it was a little off on you, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the time it was, it was near perfection for me. And so that one for my younger days, for yeah. sure. Um, God, it gets so much harder after that. I'm sure like, it does. Cause you take so many photos. Um, and you know, at one time I kept a, a running total of how many photos I've taken, mm-hmm. but I've given that up. It's, you think it's over a million? Oh, easily, yeah. easily. Um, now as far as published and, and things like that, no, it's sure. way less, yeah. but, um, you know, emotionally, I think one that, that still resonates to this day was one of, uh, I kind of go back to Tom Petty because that was such mm-hmm. an amazing thing. And for him to, you know, die so suddenly after his tour ended, um, I had a photo of him uh, just with his hand extended in the air, the guitar, and he just looked so peaceful and happy. And you could just see that he was just soaking it in like, yeah. this is I still love what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It it was that moment. You could just read it in his eyes and and all that kind of stuff. But then again, he could have just been like, wow, I got through that song, you know? Um, Yeah. uh, So that one, I tend to, on the anniversaries of his death, resend that out or or put Mm -hmm. it out. Um, But, you know, gosh, there's just so many. That's such a tough, tough It is, I know. (laughs) Um, 
I may have to do that. Um, I had a friend of mine, uh, Mark Rebellis, insanely talented photographer, um, recently go through and do his top decade, yeah. top 100 photos from the decade. And I thought, do I do that? I went, no, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> that would, yeah, uh, it could take, a, take weeks. Yeah, and, yeah. and watching him bleed him out over that time and how agonizing it was for him to go through that, yeah. I was like, yeah, definitely glad I didn't do that. Um, so... Um, Gosh. Yeah, it must be tough. Yeah, it is very tough because, yeah. you know, there's those personal moments with family sure. and stuff like that. I've got uh, photos of my kids that I can barely look at. Mm-hmm. I just get choked up and yeah, emotional yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's just in the it's moment. there and it, it passes. And, uh, yeah, I love those yeah. little boogers. But. And I, yeah, I mean, in the office, you know, we, there's a photo on the a tornado photo on the wall. Oh, do you yeah. get out much and take like weather photos? I do. Okay. Um, and that is actually from an artist, uh, friend of mine, uh, LaVon Kimes. Uh-huh. Uh, she did the arts festival and I helped her out a sure. little bit. And I always liked that image. And yeah. It's a cool image. So I, I managed to acquire it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So many, many years ago I became friends with, uh, uh, guy that was one of the voices of the national weather service you know Mm -hmm. he chased and i always had a fascination with weather so there's another layer of the onion of rob that yeah uh, jumping in and chasing tornadoes yeah i've chased storms before it was cool before the the advent of the uh, movie uh, twister right and uh, i've been fortunate enough to to be out there when you wouldn't see a car uh, sure. And just it was you and Mother Nature and yeah. a few of your closest friends. Now you go out there and it's the Spanish Armada showing up. It's that, that's just, what I've heard. Like yeah. a friend, yeah. um, I, do you know Matt Payne? Uh, I, I so Matt, him, uh, Matt was, did a documentary. I think it's coming out soon. With he spent, I guess, a week or spent a few days with Val and Amy in, oh, wow. in, in the truck driving around, like yeah. capturing them. And he said it was. That, I said, how bad was it? And he said, scariest thing is people on the road. Oh. Not the tornado. No, I I would stand next to a tornado yeah. uh, any day of the week, uh, but it's all the knuckleheads crazy, that are driving that? out there. Crazy. And it's it's how we were talking earlier on the advent of digital technology and cameras. It, it just makes things so much more accessible. Sure. When I was doing pinhole photography, yeah, sure, it was accessible by virtue that you just needed a coffee can and understand right. apertures. But not a lot of people would want to put that work into it and, sure. you know, walk a half a mile to get an image and walk back and realize they ruined it and yeah. go do it again. Um, so same thing with, with uh, storm chasing. The, our cell phones, I've, I can get on and see radar data that I only dreamt of, sure. you know, 20, 25 years ago. And uh, because it's so available, uh, yeah, you know, and... I don't know. I try to keep a open mind. It's mm-hmm. kind of like with the Grammys, you know, uh, I watch the Grammys now as an old guy going, what the heck was that? <laughs> but then I try to keep in the back of my mind like, oh, well, this is just, yeah. you know, me 30 years ago. Sure. It's, I've got to keep that in mind that this is what it is now. Yeah. And uh, just kind of. Just has, with it. I guess towards that, has video ever been a draw of yours or is it always just more photography? To be honest, I feel I suck at video. Yeah, I do too. Um, I just, um, I've tried and I, I've, you know, made some things that are kind of fun, but they're always tongue in cheek and, right. and over the top stupid. I, if, if somebody said, I'll give you a million dollars to film a documentary, I'd be like, well, okay, it's going to yeah. be the worst million dollars you've ever spent, but I'll take sure, your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, 
I've gotten video of tornadoes and things like that. Right. And uh, one thing that we always keep in mind is we want the natural sound. We don't need to be in the background hooping and hollering yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because realistically, when it comes down to it, there could potentially be lives at stake. Sure. And you're sitting there celebrating the fact that this tornado is going through and ripping up somebody's house yeah. or land. Just not cool. Yeah. Um, so... You know, cool. but yeah, no video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I will finish with you know uh, some advice, I guess, for someone looking to get into it. If someone's you know they they want to shoot photos, they want to get. I guess I, I had a friend of mine who who got a press pass to go to the PBR and loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's looking to get into more stuff and and just you know how for people who are I guess good enough at that skill level they put sure. in the hours to, to take good photos they understand photography they shoot in manual how do you get that next leap well, yeah what is the next leap to I guess getting a press pass or working for people and, and arenas and just being in the scene that you're in sure for me the, the one of the hardest things that I went through was when I uh, applied for uh, USA Today mm-hmm. um, the gentlemen who were running at the time old staff photographers from Sports Illustrated, uh, bigwigs that, that knew their game and knew what they wanted and were looking for. And that yeah. was incredibly stressful, submitting a portfolio to that. Um, that's one thing that I did not have up-to-date or current was mm-hmm. my best work. Um, so I had to spend a lot of time, agonizing time, going, is this good enough? Is it not good enough? Do I send this? Do I not? Yeah. And I had to pare that down to 20 images to send them, and along with a couple of game action. So like they're like, file it like you would a game. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know? um, so that was incredibly stressful. But I, I would say as far as you know, relationship build, Always be nice to the people around you. You mm-hmm. never know who's around. I've had times where I've just stuck my foot in my mouth, and I still continue to do that to this day. Um, but, you know, just you, you can't judge a book by its cover in the photography world. The yeah. guy you're sitting next to that looks like he's ancient and can barely move and all that kind of stuff has seen and done more things than you could ever dream of. And uh, early on in my career, I, I quickly realized that when yeah. I said some really stupid stuff to a gentleman. And after I learned who he was, I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and just being nice and a good human goes a long mm-hmm. way. Um, even though industries can be cutthroat and things like that, photography is is it's got its people that are that way. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's a tight knit community. That's, mm-hmm. it's a family and, um, yeah, you just don't ever really want to go in and, yeah. and piss anybody disrespect off. anybody yeah, disrespect. on day one. Yeah. So, so portfolio, be a good human and just continually work hard to get to where you're at. Yeah. Um, if you're doing that, once you achieve it, You'll look back and go, well, that was easy. And then everybody around you will go, are you kidding? You used to gripe about this and this and, you know, it could never do that. And um, so just let that negativity be something that drives and fuels your own creativity Mm -hmm. and your own purpose. Um, Don't let it destroy you to the point where you don't want to do it anymore. There's a fine line. I've seen photographers that are some of the most talented people in the world, but for whatever reason, they can't get it out of their head and be able to go, that's good enough. Um, at some point you just have to go, that's good enough. Um, 
not always. I mean, you should always drive to sure. be the best you can. But yeah. sometimes you just have to go. That's yeah. You have to be satisfied with and, that. And once you get to the point where you're doing a lot of good work, you're good enough to most people. Sure. To, well, I would say to everybody, they're like, "Are you kidding?" That's no incredible. one but you is going to know that you should have done this, this, right. and this. But you're yeah. going to look at it and you're going to go, oh, "This quarter stop overexposed or underexposed, yeah. or oh my gosh, my subject is in this part of the frame. Why didn't I move him to this part of the frame? You know, and yeah. all these little yeah. nitpicky things, and." Um, and then, uh, you know, learn from those that are around you. Um, don't uh, always ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I've had several times where I've had somebody that, that has come up to me and, and I'm shooting, I'm in actively engaged in doing what I'm doing, but for whatever reason, I'm still able to throw out sure. answers to these questions, but I'm more than happy to. Yeah. And uh, so always ask for that advice. Awesome. Reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess to that point, how can people get in touch with you or follow your work? Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess the best way to follow my professional work is my Instagram account. It's uh, Rob, OKC, R-O-B-O-K-C, um, on Instagram. And then I typically, as long as I can uh, publish the photos from a concert, that there's mm-hmm. no restrictions. So sure. I'll put them up on online. Uh, Chesapeake Arena's uh, uh, social media will mm-hmm. resend out a lot of the, the imagery Um it's really awesome. as far as the, the professional end yeah. goes. Um, I, I've got a website, but uh, you know, it's it's mostly there to just kind of sell my work. So yeah. it's not anything that you'd be like, "Ooh, I got to go to that." Do you site. have time, I guess, to take on uh, to be hired out, like by individuals, clients, or stuff like that? Yeah. So I get the wedding question a lot, and that's um, like beginner photography. Not beginner photography, but that's early oh, on, no, right? It, I oh, I would rather shoot. A Super Bowl that is uh, a three-point swing going into the last seconds of the game, yeah. and, and deal with that pressure than dealing with bridezillas than a mother-in-law. And, and their mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, I've I've second shot weddings, and I love that because there's no pressure. Oh, it's You're all just candid. taking pictures yeah. of candid stuff, or cakes, or yeah. place settings, or things that just don't yell at you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ugh, yeah. weddings scare the bejesus out of me. So uh, typically. Uh, I'll hire out for event coverage. Sure. Um, so if uh, a news outlet needs a stringer for the day or mm-hmm. whatever, that's typically where okay. I go. Um, I do have a creative side, and you'll see some of that on Instagram, where uh, just some friends of mine will get together and come yeah. up with something insanely weird and take pictures, because if I don't do that every so often, I will lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes total sense. That's why I play golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Well, Rob, I really appreciate your time. This is uh, this has been really cool. I know that, I mean, I've got a lot of value from it, just learning you know, well, about thanks. photography and events and stuff like that. And I get now understand a, a completely different side when I see a photographer at an event. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll keep my phone in my pocket. Um, but no, man, I really appreciate it. Um, excited to see more of your work. Well, thank so you. So I'll share, yeah, share the I Instagram links it. and all the website links below. And uh, for people listening, you can check that out and check Rob on Instagram at Rob OKC. Uh, yeah, and catch us next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.